Welcome, everybody, to the latest edition of the Boiler Upload podcast, brought to you, as always, by Reindeer Shuttle. We're happy to have Reindeer Shuttle sponsor us here throughout the offseason. They've decided to stay on board, and they just want to remind you that driving to the airport sucks, so let them do it for you. They have daily departures a couple of times a day to both Indianapolis International Airport and Chicago O'Hare International Airport. They'll take care of everything for you. All you got to do is show up at the bus stop with your bags and they'll take the rest. So with that in mind, we're happy to be back after a one week layoff. And tonight I've got Jace Jellison with me. How are you doing, Jace? Good as always, Travis. How are you? I am good. I am good. And Kyle will be on in a moment here. He is playing Mr. Dad right now, putting his kids down to sleep. Uh, but once we get him on, we'll have a nice three-man pod going. And we have a lot to talk about here with uh, Purdue football. It has been a crazy couple of days. There's, there is so much to talk about. I don't know if we're going to be able to talk about much else tonight in regards to Purdue. Uh, man, you've been on it. Jace, I have to admit, you have been on it, and you know a lot more than what I know right now. It's It's been crazy this last week, and um, I think everyone kind of thought that we'd see some guys leaving the portal after spring ball finished up, and then um, obviously they moved up the st- spring transfer portal window. Um, but I didn't know if I thought 15 guys would, would enter the portal. Yeah, and a bunch of them jumped last night, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, just taking a look at the list, I mean, um, obviously the big one was kind of last week with Eric Miller, but even last night, like Ryan Brandt um, was going to be a, a pretty big depth piece. Ben Kyle could have seen some minutes. Um, Jared Bazinic, um, Bazinski, excuse me, he could have seen some minutes because, um, I mean, the offensive line is kind of um, a bit thin right now. But, I mean, I think, I think that – the majority of these guys, with the exception of maybe Sion Finau, who entered uh, a few weeks ago during spring practice, Eric Miller. I mean, those are the two guys really that that actually were going to play like significant time. Um, the rest of them, I think. I mean, Deion Sanders is getting a lot of heat, but I think that Purdue is kind of doing a, a similar thing, but just not to that scale. They're not sending sixty guys to the portal, but. Um, new staff coming in, they want their own guys. And I think they were honest with a lot of these guys saying like, Hey, we don't, we don't see you fitting in. We don't see you playing. And, and obviously they entered the portal. Uh, Spencer Holstage was one too, that mm-hmm. I think was a, a big loss. Uh, I know he has a lot of starting experience and everything. I think we're down to like three starters now on the offensive line. And I'm not happy about that. <laughs> well, yeah, Eric Miller and Spencer Holstage, um, I, I believe they left behind like 60 starts, 60 some starts um, over, their, over their careers, um, which I mean, that that typically happens when when guys graduate, which um, you can kind of look at it that way, I guess, if you want to be class half full. But um, you got Daniel Johnson coming in um, who who transferred in from Kent State last year started the first first few games and then went down against Maryland with a torn ACL. He wasn't at um, spring practice or he, or he didn't participate, I should say. Um, but the expectation is is he'll be back in time for the season opener. And then they're bringing in Jalen Grant, um, a transfer from Bowling Green, who can start at both center and and both guard spots. So I think he'll slide in at left guard um, and probably start. And then. Uh, ben Farrell, who's I think he's kind of the wild card 
of this portal class, if you will. Um, three times all conference at Indiana Wesleyan. You don't know how that's going to translate to the Big Ten, but you never know. And from my understanding, they want to move him inside. Um, he was a he was a tackle at, at Indiana Wesleyan, um, but they want to move him inside. And you see that a lot with like, obviously the NFL draft was was this past weekend, and you see that with a lot of guys who play tackle in college, and then their their skill set, their traits, their physical traits m- might not be up to par to to NFL standards, so they switch them inside. So I think we could see that. Um, it'll it'll be an interesting puzzle to to try to solve uh, by the time the by the time the fall gets here. I had forgotten about him from Indiana Wesleyan, and uh, that's that's so under the radar that if you look on the rivals transfer portal thing, he's not even listed on there because they only list uh, Division One Origin colleges. So mm-hmm. uh, that is at least at minimum, it seems like he's going to provide experience depth, which sometimes that's that's what you need really in case somebody goes down. I mean, we saw it last year. Cam Craig had to retire. Daniel Johnson went down. Couple other guys, Gus Hartwig went down late in the year. Um, that's another guy. I don't. I don't. I'm not quite sure he's going to be ready uh, by the time the fall rolls around. Because just watch. He wasn't out there like during practice, but after practice, when we were doing media stuff, he would he would come out and, and talk to his position group and stuff and stuff stuff. But he still looked really hobbled. Um, they never specified like what his specific injury was, but like it, it doesn't look good right now. And obviously, there's so months and months. Um, before August gets here, but um, I don't think it's a sure thing that that he'll be back by the time the season kicks off. Not good. (laughs) Not good. But we could talk about that a little bit later once we get Kyle in here. Uh, Let's take a look at the high school recruiting and kind of the strides that have been made there. According to the Rivals Recruiting Rankings, Ryan Walters has the number 28 recruiting class. Um, Obviously still very early for 2024, but he has eight commitments. He's got a four-star quarterback. Everybody else is a three-star except for Damon Marable, who's not yet rated. And there's a lot more, there's a lot more coming, isn't there, Jace? Yeah. I mean, there's, probably 15 10 uncommitted guys that are going to be taking official visits um some of them haven't announced that yet so um i won't spoil that for them but um yeah they've been i mean they've been picking it up recently they call on they go on these little runs kind of uh they got damon marable and jesse watson within a three four day span they got jaheem merriweather and mason dossett within a two-day span um they went on that run in early march when they landed jordan king marcos davila and then eric carter who who actually ended up decommitting um, after he got af- offered by Bama. So um, <laughs> not all that surprising, but um, yeah, this staff is, this staff is really putting in the work um, on the recruiting trail. And, and I think some of the bigger fish that, that they're trying to go after, like Bronte Johnson, for example, um, the, the, those commitments could come um, later on, like uh, late July or early August potentially, but, um, right now they have a really, really good start. And I mean, the two, the two guys that they got, um, over this past week, Mason Dawson and Jaheim Merriweather, two, two guys that are just lightning in a bottle. I mean, Mason Dawson's going to go into state for track in Texas, runs a 10, eight, five in the hundred meter dash, which is blazing speed. Um, mm-hmm. I think it goes to show because Purdue was able to pull this kid away. He's a Texas kid born and raised. 
his dad went to Baylor, was a wide receiver at Baylor, was a sprinter at Baylor, went and played in the NFL for a couple of years, and Purdue was able to to lure him away from Baylor. His dad's alma mater. So I th- whatever whatever Ryan Walters and Coach Patterson and Kevin Kane, whatever they're doing, um, it's it's definitely working. How is the atmosphere different from what you were able to observe here in spring practice? Just you know, between this and uh, with Brom, I'll speak from the recruiting side first. A lot of the guys have been telling me when I whenever I talk to them that this staff is probably the best staff that has recruited them, uh, in, despite any 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 college. Um, they really put an emphasis on on the relationships, which. Um, talking more and more of these these high school recruits, that's kind of what they want. They want that more so than like, oh, I fit in this scheme really well. No, I want to be, I want to, I want to feel wanted. I want to feel loved by by my potential future coaches. Um, and I think this staff is really embracing that. Obviously, everyone sees um, kind of their their embracement of of social media and Twitter. And I mean, that's something that speaks to to a lot of the younger guys. But um, that I think. I think the the previous regime they were more they're more old, old school um, straight to business and and this this new staff has just brought in new life um, to the program from from the recruiting aspect. It seems like the youth in the staff is also a very big aspect mm-hmm. in terms of that too. Yeah, I mean the oldest guys like fifty six, uh, Brick Haley, and I don't know how many other guys are above forty. Can't be very many. I'd have to. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's a, it, it might be one or two. Most of them are in their late twenties, mid thirties. Um, I mean that, that's that's kind of unheard of um, at the Division One Power Five level, especially. But um, I mean, so we we don't know how they're gonna do. Obviously, when um, when September second rolls around, when they kick off against Fresno State, but um, right now they're passing all the tests. Do you think it might be a situation where this year is a bit of a step back just because of all the turnover, but they're setting the stage for kind of a bigger 2024, 2025 and whatnot? Yeah, and I think I think Ryan Walters kind of realizes that. Um, he knows it's not going to be an overnight thing where, where you can go back to a Big Ten championship game and, and win eight games, um, nine games, like, like Purdue did the last two years. But, um, I, I mean, they're building something in – and by all indications, they're going to be here for the long haul. Um, that's kind of the the thing that they give off. Um, obviously, we don't we don't know what the future holds, but um, I mean they're they're building this thing from the ground up, and and like I mentioned a little bit earlier, they're they're bringing their guys in there from the transfer portal. Um, some of the guys that were carryovers from the previous regime are leaving, and so they're really putting their stamp on things now. Okay, well, let's take let's take a quick look at that transfer portal. Um, obviously, extremely active <laughs> with uh, guys that have decided to leave. But uh, talk a little bit about the guys that are coming in. I mean, we obviously Hudson Card is the prize that we've gotten, and let's face it, he's going to be the starting quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think when I was looking earlier today. Uh, the next most experienced passer on the roster is wide receiver Abdur Rahman Yassin with one completion. So, <laughs> so uh, I think we can safely say it's Card's job to lose, but how about some of the other guys? One of the guys that really sticks out to me is um, Jamal Idrin. Um, they just got him from FAU. He's the wide receiver transfer. He actually, coming in um, from his retro- retro freshman season down at FAU, in an offense that really 
didn't prioritize the passing game like Graham Harrell does. He still had 570 yards and six touchdowns. Uh, that would be that is the most in a single season of any Purdy receiver currently on the roster. 570. Besides Tyrone Tracy, who had like 589 his retro freshman year at uh, Iowa, but then he moved to running back now. Um, that's a guy, I mean, he's 6'3", but he's not one of those guys that is just going up. He's a red zone threat. I mean, you can you can throw him a little a little screen and he can go make plays happen. I mean, he's a really 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 intriguing guy. Um, I'll be interested to see how he kind of grows in this offense. Um, but I mean, he no one's really stood out in terms of becoming that number one receiver like like we thought the spring might provide. Um, and I think Edrin has all the potential in the world to become that. How about Milton Wright? That's the name that's floating around. Any chance we can? Uh... I think he's in the portal now officially. Yeah, he's, yeah. yeah, he's in the portal. Um, if I was a betting man, I'd say Louisville just because mm. he's from there. Uh, Going to go back and, and be with Coach Brom. But, um, yeah, that was that was always a weird situation. You never knew kind of what was going to happen. I could I could have seen him going and try to play in the XFL, try to go in like the supplemental draft in the NFL. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's sticking around in college. And um, my money's on Louisville to land him. But that, I mean, he would have been far and away this top wide receiver if, if oh, yeah. stuck him around. I mean, he had like 700-something receiving yards and, and seven touchdowns um, his junior year. And then um, he was next in line to become that next guy that, that would have been drafted this year uh, behind Rondell Moore and, and David Bell, of course. And then obviously Charlie Charlie Jones kind of took that role. Um, but, yeah, he would have been a big addition to this room. Yeah, and it's, it's I really wanted to keep him, and like you said, he was going to be the guy, and mm. it's just unfortunate it didn't work out for him. And uh, I do wish him the best, but man, he he was fun to watch, and he managed to put up some pretty good numbers, even with uh, David Bell right there, mm-hmm. <laughs> getting plenty of attention of his own. I mean, if anything, Wright got uh, all those numbers just because Bell was getting so much attention mm. too, and he was able to take advantage of it. Yeah, most definitely. So, you know, we've got a couple of others here that I think are some interesting targets. Um, how about up front? You got Jordan King and Jaden Ball. Uh, oh, wait, no, those are current commits. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got to get I on did, the right page. I, I did want to touch on Jeffrey Mba. I think that's how you say uh, Yes. I talked to this dude, and he's absolutely wild. But, I mean, just talking to him, he's got he got this really thick French accent um because he's from there but he's hungry man it wouldn't be i wouldn't be surprised if he comes in wins a starting job and becomes an impact player for them um already i see him kind of sliding in because he's he's not as big as the nose tackles but i see him sliding in that like defensive end and um he wants to be he wants to be the first ever um france native of frenchman native of france however the hell you say it um to be drafted (laughs) in the nfl and he wants to be a first round draft pick and he and he truly believes that he can do that. So um I'll be excited to kind of see him. He was he was kind of held back at Auburn last year, his first year of of uh, D one ball. Um he only played eighty two snaps, but he had he had seven tackles in those eighty two snaps. So he was he was pretty productive in, in the limited amount of playing time he got. Um but I, I think I think that he could be kind of one of those diamonds in the rough kind of guys that, that get overlooked. Six six three thirteen. That is a big boy too. He can he can fill up some space, and that's what we need up, up front. 
Yeah, and he's fast too. He's got he. I mean, for for how big he is, he's a huge human being. He's he's got great moves inside, and um, yeah, I think I'm I'm just really excited to see him because he's. I mean, he doesn't want to be called raw, but that's kind of what he is. Um, he's only been playing football for for like four or five years at this point. Um, but I think coming into Ryan Walters' defense, that you, you're getting one on ones every single snap. I mean, that's a recipe for him to just wreck havoc and got a couple of other defensive line transfers with him too because i was also concerned about the defensive line not quite as much as the offensive line but it looks like coach walters has hit that with malik langham and isaiah nichols as well yeah and isaiah didn't he didn't practice during spring ball i don't i don't know what his status is um he would like come out and and do some like individual kind of work but nothing no, no contact related stuff and then um, Malik Langham, um, I kind of see him as more of a depth piece as opposed to coming in and being a starter right away. I think he's only got one or two years of eligibility left. So um, I could see him coming in and kind of feeling that – having kind of a similar role as like Prince Boy Jr. or, or one of those guys kind of in the, in the rotation but not um, the top guy. Uh, so what are we hearing for some other potential transfers to join the program here? Yeah, so Alante Cadillac Brown, he's a uh, wide receiver from Nebraska. He was just on campus um, this past weekend, actually. I haven't heard anything coming out of there, so I don't think anything's imminent with him. Um, but he, I mean, he's he's kind of like a guy like uh, like Tyron Tracy, um, really shifty, a little bit smaller uh, for a receiver. Um, but I think I think if Purdue got him, they they're gonna have to keep adding to that wide receiver room, especially losing. Brock Thompson and, and Colin Sullivan, um, two depth guys. Or Colin Sullivan would have been a depth guy, and then Brock. I mean, you just never knew what what he was gonna what he was gonna do coming off those the double knee surgery, and then having another knee surgery last year. He was just kind of a wild card. Um, so they're gonna need some guys to step up, and um, he could potentially be one. Travante Sylvester, he's an offensive lineman from Houston. Um, he's he got time last year at Houston. Um, as a redshirt freshman, but um, he's primarily a backup. Um, I, I think I want to say he got like 50 snaps um, in total for last year. Um, Sean Stevens is another guy that's he he actually started college football in 2016, I believe, or 2017. So this would be a set. It would be a seventh year. Um, he's waiting on a uh, a personal hardship waiver um, because he he actually spent three years out of football taking care of his mom. Ph- phenomenal story. Um, for anyone who hasn't read it, I, I, I highly encourage it. Um, it. He was out of football for three years, taking care of his mom after she had a heart attack, came back, went to uh, West Liberty, which is a D2 school, um, and led the led the entire country in interceptions, uh, became a D2 All-American. And um, once this waiver goes through, he's he would be headed for Purdue. Um, I think it's taken a little longer than expected. I'll have to check in with him uh, to see the status of it, but he would be another guy that that Purdue brings into the secondary. It sounds like they could uh, use a lot of those guys, and uh, I'll, I'll take anybody who can lead the nation in receptions. I don't care what level you're at. So, uh, with that in mind, we welcome Kyle Holderfield to the podcast. <laughs> Kyle is done being dad, at least for a moment. How you doing, Kyle? Good man. Five month sleep regression here, so kicking my butt a little bit. 
<laughs> well, uh, Jason and I have been going over kind of both the transfer portal and the current recruiting status. I think the thing that we kind of want to take a look at now, and uh, you can provide some good insight on this, especially as a, an actual football coach, where's the roster at right now? <laughs> especially uh, you've been looking up and down the transfer port or not the transfer portal, the scholarship grid. You've done an excellent job of keeping that up to date. Uh, just kind of where are we right now, even though uh, that would mostly be a uh, 8.23 p.m. on May the 1st <laughs> yeah. type of situation. Yeah, it's 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 a never-ending puzzle, it seems like. You know, the, keeping the scholarship grid up to date was pretty easy, I don't know, five years ago. Um, but now it's ever-changing. And where I have us at right now is I have us at 74 scholarships uh, used, so we have 11 of them left because um, you're allotted 85. Um, and obviously guys that are already in the transfer portal and then, of course, grad transfers um, that can still enter the portal um, in the coming weeks, especially, you know, I mean, graduations around the corner for a lot of these guys um, can still <clears throat> can still transfer this summer um, and, and, and get to campus. So, um, I mean, we, we have 11 scholarships uh, to use. And, I mean, I, I think it's bad practice if you don't use them. Uh, you got you got at least throw a dart at somebody, right? Or you know maybe give Dylan Downing a scholarship or something like that. You know guys that are, are on roster that have worked their butt off, um, Sawinski or somebody. Uh, but uh, don't expect the, the eleven just to kind of like sit there. It's not salary cap like the NFL. You know like <laughs> you, you just use it. It doesn't it doesn't roll over necessarily. You know what I mean? So um, use them up and um, expect uh, some more transfers here. I know Coach Walter said. Uh, just a couple weeks ago, you know, uh, seven, eight, nine, ten more transfers when when spring ball ended, um, and he's had a couple since then. So he, he's he's hitting the the market hard. And Jace was talking about Sean Stevens. That's that's one of the guys um, that, mm-hmm. that can help us. But you know, our, our we need some offensive tackle help, especially with Isaiah Walker deciding um, or not deciding, whatever happened to stay at Butler <laughs> College. Um, he, we, we don't, I mean, we're pretty thin there now. We need a, like a swing tackle or something that can play both tackle positions or two would be nice. Uh, seems like it would also be a good idea if you can get some, any quarterback really. Um, I'm looking at the work that you've done here. We have two scholarship quarterbacks on the roster and, uh, that ain't good. <laughs> That's not good. If Because uh, obviously Hudson Card, very, very talented, but it only takes one bad hit, and then you're in trouble. Yeah, that's what I, I hit on the, the weekly upload last Friday. You know, what, what? who does Graham Harrell turn to if Hudson Card goes down, right? He's the he's the golden boy. They've only had good things to say about Hudson Card, mm-hmm. but there hasn't been a whole lot of talk about the guys behind him. Um, and then obviously one of the guys that was behind him uh, hit the portal again. Um, and Brady Allen. So it's Kyle Adams, who used to play at West Lafayette Junior Senior High School, and he went to James Madison uh, for a couple of years and then transferred back home. He's a walk-on, or you have true freshman Ryan Brown. Um, I mean, that's 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 kind of where we're at. Uh, we had Chance Nolan on campus a couple of weeks ago, the Oregon State quarterback, um, but he decided to go to TCU, and um, there was there was word that Chance Nolan coming to campus kind of pissed off the Brady Allen party, and that was part of the reason why he decided to dip out. Ah, gotta love that drama. <laughs> I think they're in they're in such a weird spot at the quarterback position because you yeah. got Hudson Card. You can't bring in like a, a redshirt junior or a senior looking for a one year pit stop 
Um, just because Hudson might be here two years. I mean, we don't know. He might be one and done. Could go to the NFL. Who? I mean, nobody knows the future. Um, so, I mean, they could potentially target, like, redshirt freshman guys, potentially. I know there's there's a few out there. Um, a, a kid from Syracuse, um, South Carolina had a kid uh, enter the portal. So there's, like, some names out there. I don't know how much interest Graham Harrell will have in them. I do know that they just hosted an a unsigned 2023 uh, recruit to campus this past weekend, Jake Wilson, um, which is – I mean, they've kind of been doing this since – I mean, ever since they, they uh, got a commitment from Armad Branch. Um, guys that don't have any offers, like Jake Wilson was supposed to go to North Texas as a walk-on. He committed – he threw for 50 touchdowns last year in Texas, uh, ran for 400. Uh, 400 yards and, and eight touchdowns. He was the the 6A offensive player of the year twice in high school. Um, so, I mean, they're, I think they're trying to find these diamonds in the rough, especially at quarterback, because like Kyle said, um, they're pretty thin. Said that. <laughs> <laughs> would, have been, would have been nice to get Jack Plummer back, honestly. <laughs> there, there's not one quarterback on the roster that was at Purdue last season. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kyle That's- Adams was there, but not a scholarship quarterback, I should say. I mean, uh, and not only that, going on offense, there's two running backs on scholarship right mm-hmm. now. Oh. You know, like and it's Devin Mockaby and Tyrone Tracy. Okay, Tyrone Tracy's been a receiver for four years. Uh, Dylan Downing's a walk-on still. Uh, he's had some experience in the backfield. And, um, and I know that the, the Chance Womack kid are, is mm-hmm. supposed to be, be committing or coming to Purdue in the – next week or so he's been that official visit's been pushed back you know a couple different times um and he was just going to be a junior college kid uh, mm-hmm. to blend college which is basically a feeder school to texas tech and texas a&m so i mean it's a good junior college but it, it we're, we're we're very very thin at quarterback and running back and to me that's terrifying I I don't know how this, you know, there's, there's 3,200 kids in the transfer portal right now. And there's, there's plenty of quarterbacks out there. I don't, you know, it seems like they're looking for somebody that's a little bit more mobile. And Hmm. I don't, you know, I don't know if the Mike Alamo ship has sailed, but I, I kind of think that he would fit a little bit of what they're wanting to do. And all he's had is, low offers he hasn't had any like power five offers a lot of fcs schools have offered them and things like that like i think if you can get him to kind of stick around on campus maybe for one more year just as an insurance policy that can maybe help out but i I don't know if that ship has sailed or not i have no insight on that whatsoever so I'm looking through the transfer portal right now and quarterbacks with are you know freshmen that are actually in the portal we have uh, Carson May from Iowa. You've got Jacob Newth from Minnesota. Uh, Kai Milner from California. Luther Richardson from Cincinnati. Those are just really the ones that kind of stand out that are braided but uncommitted here. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if there's been any phone calls to those guys. I mean, maybe there has, maybe there hasn't been. But I'm with you. I think you got to go and find somebody because Marcus Davila is not going to be here for another year. And even then he's going to be a true freshman. <laughs> yeah. You got, you got to find somebody. I mean, there's, there's plenty of options out there. And I mean, even if it's just like a, like 
you know, a fifth year senior that's transferring from an FCS school and just wants to go to a big school for a year. You know, you gotta have, you gotta find somebody with experience. You can't be comfortable rolling out Ryan Brown or, or uh, the walk on from Texas or Kyle Adams that's sparingly played at James Madison. You know, (laughs) I just, you can't. And I obviously like the coaches know that, you know, they're smart guys. Then, then, they know what their roster looks like. You know, they, they know they need a quarterback. They know they probably need their scholarship running back and offensive tackles. I think we're pretty well set on the defensive line now. Um, you know, they're always looking for corners because what they're doing defensively is pretty unique and you need some athletic corners. Um, so they're always looking for those guys. And I think I saw today when I was going through this, we have more defensive backs on roster right now than offensive linemen. <laughs> but we've also taken a lot of defensive backs in the portal, but we've also, a lot of them have also left, you know, but he, he's looking for something in particular for his, his corners. And, and I mean, it's, it's kind of his defense, what he's hung his hat on. So he knows what he wants. Do you see any uh, true freshmen making an impact this fall? I know you're a little more, cl- a little closer to that than uh, most of us here. Oh, uh, I, you know, I, our, our head coach and his brother were over at on campus the other day. And um, I think I was over, I think I was running our Harrison spring ball and uh, they went over and they, they, they watched the practice and talked to the coaches and the coaches are really, really high on Dylan Thieneman. Um They, they really like him as a, as a safety um, and the, that kind of tweener where he can kind of run the alley. No surprise. You guys, you know, you guys know what we get out of Thienemans. Um, they, we've had some good ones come through Purdue. Um, uh, they're the new Anthrops, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, they <laughs> they also told um, my head coach that they they really like the Winston Berglund kid from from Carmel. He might not be like a starter or anything like that, but he I think he's going to play early in terms of like special teams and stuff like that. Um, they think that um, the chop Jamarian Harkless they got um, after they were they were uh, hired they they hired or they they signed Jamarian. Harkless and he can help us at nose tackle a little bit, um, you know, and I mean, other than that, uh, that's, that's kind of where I'm at on it. And we, we might be forced to see Ryan Brown if we don't figure out quarterback. <laughs> hey, let, let, let's quit putting that in the air. I don't like that. That's some bad uh, There's been some bad years where injuries, we've been, been down to the fourth or fifth guy. I remember, uh, one of the Danny Hope years, and you had, I, I think, a fifth string walk on had to go in briefly. <laughs> yeah, there were there were some low points, man. I did want, oh, I did want to bring up um, Kyle didn't mention mention him, but will help. Um, yeah. He's a guy that I don't think he'll he won't see a bunch of minutes um, as a true freshman just because he's behind Nick Caraway, Corday Sidner, Scotty Humpich, and Kadrian Jenkins. But the staff's like really high on him. He's He's a really interesting prospect, I guess. Um, 6'6". He came in at like 235, 240. So I'm assuming they're going to get him up to around 260 where the other guys are at. Um, but he's a guy that he can move. He can jump. Um, he's strong enough. that That'll be a guy that will help Purdue um, within the next few years for sure. That is wonderful to hear. I like – I like – good. We can end on some good news there. That's good rather than, you know – putting quarterbacks into uh, burn wards or something. <laughs> so with that in mind, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap things up here. Jace, do you have any final thoughts before we uh, finish this? 
Nope, I'm all good. How about you, Kyle? I know that you were not on here very long, so the floor is yours if you need it. Oh, no, you're good. It was uh, it was nice to see, you know, Boilermakers get their name called on in the NFL draft on day two and day three this weekend. That was good to see. The most, I think, since, what, 2004 that were drafted. Um, the first time. 2006. 2006. Had five guys get drafted. Yeah, that was, that, was, that was solid to see. And Aiden O'Connell, who was projected as a sixth-round pick, jumped up to fourth round, so that means that, uh, Josh McDaniels in Las Vegas probably like him a little bit. I think Charlie Jones is going to be a pretty good special teamer for the Bengals because they have about four wide receivers already. So I think he was uh, drafted mm-hmm. kind of to replace one of those guys and maybe turn into a special teams hero, which is a great way to make a 10-year NFL career. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, there's going to be movement here uh, on the roster still. we got 11 open spots, and those spots are, again, it's, it's not like the NFL salary cap kind of got to use them up here okay i guess one final question for you then kyle given the guys that went in the draft that uh walters was able to both recruit and coach uh, especially number five overall pick how much of an asset is that going to be here as we're as he's going after his own players now as the head coach i mean well he had three three defensive backs from illinois got drafted um the one that went Devin Witherspoon, number five. Sidney Brown went later in the draft, and there's one other cat. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, they got drafted, and, and they can – I mean, obviously you can use that as a tool uh, to for recruitment. And, I mean, the, the the kid that went fifth overall, Witherspoon, he's a six-foot-two, six-foot-three corner. I mean, you look at the transfers we're getting in, they're six-foot-two, six-foot-three corners. And, I mean, I'm sure he's selling the, hey, you can be that kid. Uh, mold I, I think he can be a playmaker so uh, secondary wise I think it will definitely uh, obviously will help but what will really help is winning football games in September October November that's right because by the time this goes out the season opener will be exactly four months away and it's hard to believe that that is <laughs> that that's already coming up so uh, with that in mind, I do thank everybody out there for listening, for reading with us, and for being with us here. We will have a lot more coming up. I know we've had a basketball commit today with uh, Raleigh Burgess, and there are hints and rumors out there that there will soon be a second basketball commit. So Casey will have a lot about that coming on, and my cat just said hello because she hopped on the on the uh, table so i think it is time to go (laughs) so for jace for kyle and myself i am travis miller and we thank you for listening to the boiler upload podcast